the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the George Camel Show on YouTube. That's Camel with a K, very popular show. As well as, of course, the Smart Money Happy Hour, co-host with Rachel Cruz. He's my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Kathy starts this hour off in Indianapolis. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, guys. How are you today? Better than we deserve. What's up in your world? Oh, I'm trying to get there on your level. Um, (laughs) I um, am calling today to ask you guys kind of, what you think my next steps might be. I've gotten myself into quite the mess. Um, I have followed all of the rules of never opening a credit card in my life. I'm 27 and I've made it this far without one. And I've kind of gotten to a point where I am desperate enough that I am, I have been riding the line of wanting to open one this week because of all of my debt problems that I'm having. Yeah. Debt problems are always solved by more debt. What do you mean? So um, I've kind of gotten myself into a predicament with um, bills that are owed and my shovel is not nearly big enough and I feel like I'm running myself into the ground trying to do side hustles and um, I just graduated in June and started um, as a hairstylist and the money is just not there like I thought it was going to be and I know you kind of have to get clientele and build up your marketing and all that stuff. And after I signed my apartment lease, I found out that I was pregnant. So I'm six months into that journey now, and I have bitten off way more than I can chew as far as what I can afford. Okay. What does your husband make? Um, I'm not married. Oh, okay. All right. Where is the father in the picture? Um, financially not. Um, he is excited about the baby and all of that good stuff, but financially not contributing at all. Um, well, I, I guess I'll just start there. Uh, he, he really doesn't have that option morally or legally. Um, if you father a child in the United States of America, you get to pay child support. That's how that works. So sorry, Bubba, you're going to, uh, you get to step up and, uh, participate in the financial side of the equation why does he not work or is he just a twerp um i was you know it's more of i think i think it's more of a laziness problem if yeah. i'm speaking from my own okay from my right. own perspective so you you have an apartment rent you're not making any money are you behind on your apartment rent yes how far uh at the moment 15 days and they're wanting to file eviction paperwork today after 15 days, pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is your first time missing a payment? Yes, it is. And that's, I think, why I'm in panic mode. You mean you've never been late, and after 15 days, they're filing eviction? Correct. Yep. And they said that that's just their policy, I yeah. guess. I don't really know how to fight that part of it. Yeah. It may take four months or something in Indianapolis. I don't know. That may be why they go ahead and get started. Um, I don't know what the law is there, but um, you need to find that out, okay? Because fear of the unknown is more fearful than fear of the known. 
So you need to find out what the law is in the area, how long it's going to take them to evict you, and what the, you know, what you can do to make that right. How much is your apartment rent? It is fifteen hundred a month. Okay, and what are you making with hair? Um, just with hair is probably about twelve hundred a month. Okay, so and what about the other? What about other side hustles? Side hustles included. I've been able to pull about twenty five hundred. Okay. And you didn't pay your rent. What did you pay instead? Um, I have a car payment that I pay monthly. How much is it? It is two fifty. Okay. Is, is it current? No, it is not. But she didn't pay yet either. What did you pay? So I have paid um, my Wi-Fi bills, my electricity, um, all of my utilities are up to date. Well, you um, made thirty-seven hundred. Where did it go? I mean, I understand 500 of that maybe going towards those basic bills. Oh, no, no, no. The total of all of my income is 2500 a month. Oh, okay. So you make 1300 with the side hustles. Correct. Got it. That's still a big chunk of change that is unexplained. Yes, and I think um, part of it is probably the trade-off with some of those side hustles. So I've been doing um, a lot of things with my car. So here in the last... 30 days is really when it has absolutely crashed. And I think this is kind of just a rough patch for me because I've been able to keep up. Um, But here in the last 30 days, it's just been kind of a disaster and I've fallen behind in the last 30 days. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, You you have to find a way to make actual money net of expenses. So driving your car around with DoorDash and making no net profit on the door dashing doesn't make sense if that's what's happening after you pay your car expenses, right? Like gas. Okay. Um, so you might be better off doing something else, but 1300 on side hustles tells me you're not working much. You know, I feel like I am not really sure how the money turnaround isn't working out. Um, I've, am constantly working as far as those side hustles go. Definitely. I know things have slipped as far as, um, building my hair business and trying to get clients in through the door with that. And I've heard that this is a slow season for that anyway, cause it's okay. been back to school, but how many hours are you cutting hair? Um, I would say probably about 30 hours a week. Yeah. And you're working about another 20 hours a week. So you've got another 20 hours. You need to be working a week. That's what I'm talking about. Um, okay. except for the part that you're six months pregnant, which makes this very difficult. I do realize that, but we've got to change, like you mentioned, the shovel equation. Then the second equation we have to change is the prioritization. Okay. The first thing you buy is food. The second thing you buy is lights and water. The third thing you buy is rent. The fourth thing you buy is car payment. So you make enough right now to, I don't know what you're netting on that side hustle, but you make enough gross coming in to have been current with everything. If you had it properly prioritized, do you follow me? Yes. Okay. So what we've got to do in this crisis situation is we have to figure out where we can come up with $1,500 the fastest from all sources and new sources, what we can sell and what you can go do from there. How old are you? 27. Okay. Well, Kathy, it sounds like you're alone. 
and pregnant and scared. You're putting on a pretty chipper face, but if I were in your shoes, I can imagine the terror I'd be feeling. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to set up a Ramsey coach to help you as my gift because I've been 27 and scared and I know how it feels. And tell Bubba if he's going to make a baby, he gets to pay. That's how this crap works. This is the Ramsey show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. George, uh, Sharon and I, I was going to say Rachel and I, Rachel was a baby, but Sharon and I learned the hard way, and then we later translated it to counseling, financial counseling, because we were working with people that were struggling when we first started this place. We still work with people that are struggling around this place uh, to go back to what we called an eighth-grade civics lesson. Now, they don't have civics in the eighth grade anymore, but they taught us the difference between needs and wants, necessities. And the basic necessities of life are food, shelter, clothing, transportation, utilities. These are the basic necessities. So if you find yourself in a pinch where you can't pay everything that is on the kitchen table piled up in the form of bills, you take care of the things in that order. Food, first. Shelter, second. Because if you've eaten and you have a place to sleep, you live to fight another day. If you're hungry, you don't have a place to sleep you got all kinds of other issues here that have got nothing to do with MasterCard mm-hmm. or student loans. Okay? So food is first. Shelter is second. Utilities are third. So we're gonna, we've got a warm place to stay. Uh, then we take care of transportation. And by the way, probably don't need to buy any clothing. you probably got enough. You're probably like enough people. you got enough for seven people. You know, it's, you don't even wear half the stuff in your closet anyway. So you're okay on clothing. Shut up. So you got the basic necessities. We call that building the four walls of a house, meaning that you take care of the necessities first before you do anything else. And then you will seldom get behind on those key things that cause financial stress to become sheer terror. Hmm. Eviction, repossession, lights turned off, no food in the refrigerator turns financial stress into sheer terror. But most people, if they're able-bodied and can work, can take care of at least those basic things. As long as you've got income. And then yeah. the, the question becomes, well, Dave, what do I do when I've got all these debt payments to pay? Well, it's going to go to collections. No, that's the next step. But, but, but you're going to be fed and dry and warm. And the, collecting, the collections people are aggressive. So you've got to tell them, listen, they i got nothing to give you. They cannot make you hungry, though. Only you can choose to make you hungry if you're working and have an income. Only you can choose to make you homeless if you're working and have an income. Most people can earn enough to keep those four things going if the worst of worst jobs. Even if you're working horrible, you know, $8 an hour or something at, and, and working 80 hours of that, you can keep the lights on, so to speak, the wolf away from the door. But now MasterCard may get all bent out. Well, so what? You know. 
It didn't pay my student loans. Well, welcome to America. Nobody pays them, apparently. Oh, my God. You know, so whatever, right? So we're going to we'll get back to those things. I don't want to ignore them forever. But the first step to getting a sustainable thing is the four walls. And that's, that's what our last caller before the break um, needed uh, to hear a month ago. Yeah. It's a sad situation. You don't want it to get to that point, but a good reminder and lesson for those out there. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When a disaster like flood or fire strikes, Neighborly's Rainbow Restoration offers homeowners full restoration services, plus mold remediation, carpet cleaning, odor removal, and more. Download the Neighborly app to find Rainbow Restoration Services near you. Today's question comes from Joseph in Ohio. Buckle up, Dave. Here we go. I'm looking into financing a boat to use like a house. I know and understand your normal rules for buying a house, ideally 20% or more down, less than 25% of take-home pay, 15-year fixed. And I know and understand the normal thoughts on buying a boat as a toy, depreciating asset, cash only, value no more than 50% of yearly income when combined with all other depreciating assets. This guy really knows your stuff, Dave. Mm -hmm. What I'm wondering is how out of line or not I would be if I combined those two into a houseboat if I adjusted the formulas and compensated for the discrepancies properly. The compensating factors I'm thinking about are buying something used with most of the depreciation already absorbed and financing with a higher down payment over a much shorter timeline. The boat will have some depreciation as opposed to a house, but if I compensate with extra savings, my thoughts are that this could work out similarly. As I know you would ask, I'm currently 100% debt-free and have a fully funded emergency fund. Okay, a lot to unpack there emotionally and financially but joseph is saying should i buy a houseboat and can i do it with debt because i'm treating it like i'm getting a mortgage on a home joseph a boat is a trailer that floats it goes down in value you could buy a fully depreciated mobile home and make the same argument but it would still be a dumb 10-year plan i love boats son in Ohio, that'll be cold in the winter. Really freaking cold living on the lake. Whoo, I can't imagine. I like the lake, too, but I'm not living on the lake in the winter. Not in a boat. Oh, God, you freeze your butt off. Um, And it's going down in value. And here's the thing. Ten years from today, where do you end up? If you'll, if you'll stretch these things pa- out past Friday in your analysis, the answers start to become pretty apparent. When you buy a mobile home, you stretch it out 10 years, you take a $70,000 double wide, what's it worth in 10 years? You know, 20. What's it worth 10 years after that? Zip, right? And, and so if you buy a car, what's it worth in 10 years? Going down in value. You buy a boat, what's it worth? Well, you buy an RV. You can do the same thing. I've had people ask the same question about an RV. We always wanted to retire and travel the world in an RV. Well, that's great. Pay cash for the freaking RV. It's a toy. And don't call it your house. And justify a huge payment on it because you know what a two-year-old RV is depreciated heavily. Hello, so I mean they drop, they go down in value so fast. That's what Winnebago is actually uh, Native American Indian language for really? depreciating. It's <laughs> actually what it means. I'm gonna have to look that one up. I gotta fact check you on that one. <laughs> That's what it means. It. it means down in value. Gosh. That's what it means. <laughs> in the ancient in the ancient tribes i didn't know you were well versed <laughs> in the tribal languages dave you cease never cease to impress uh, me. the things i get myself into i'm uh. trying to figure out how to say that in a way that i didn't get sued but anyway um uh, good luck with that yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so, no, but this would be Joseph, similar to an no, buying, Joseph, saying, I want to no. live in an RV. I'm going to take out a mortgage Listen, on it. I don't care if you get your boat, honey, but pay cash for it and don't try to say it's the same thing as a house. And please don't try to say it's the same thing as a house and a car combined. You really got boat fever bad. Mm. Get, he went to a party on a houseboat last week and now he's figured out with his calculator how this is a good idea. No, it's not, honey. It, it's going down in value and you're going to end up in a mess. And then you're going to have to buy a house later on down the road, and you'll be broke. Well, and you'll have a, you know, a rusty old, I mean, you know, an old houseboat? Ugh. Ooh. No, thank you. Ooh. I've, yeesh. I almost bought one of those one time, because I really had it bad for a houseboat. I could see I was, you guys just having one, you know, at the lake to party on. Yeah, but I've got a house now. But, the, but I mean, back then, before we had that, we were going to get a houseboat. And I looked at this old, nasty I mean, you can't say mildew like old houseboat. I mean, Oof. it's old houseboat mildew is a. I imagine the maintenance on those special level of science. Because you've saying. got a boat, and that takes some maintenance, let alone a well, houseboat. regular boats. But I mean, my God, yeah, no, 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 Joseph, no, I wouldn't do that. You don't find any millionaires that go, you know, well, I made my first million as I lived on a boat. Didn't come up. Never comes up. Robert is in Phoenix. Hey, Robert, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, George. Um, yeah, I have a pretty, I guess, not unique situation. I'm just in a bit of a bind, and I'm kind of curious. Um, so currently I work in the technology field. Um, I, I bring home about uh, 100 grand a year, um, and I'm in, I'm in baby step two. I've been doing this for about two years, paid off 79000 of my original uh, 227000 Robert, you have done a great year. job. I, however, have not. I goofed up and brought you on with not much time left in this segment. I'm going to make you get straight to the point. It's my fault. I apologize. Okay, not a problem. Yeah, I was looking to um, do a career change, but I'm not sure if it's the right step to do. Is it going up? I'm looking to get in- it's not. Then no, don't do it. Not initially. How quick okay. till you're done with baby step two? Um, by my math, another four to four and a half years. Ooh. How far would you go down in income and how quick would it come back? Um, so it'd be going into mental health. I dropped uh, to about 40 grand a year. No, honey, you can't, for- you can't do that while you're in debt and making six figures. No, you, you can, you can do that later, but you got to get the debt cleaned up and that'll give you that much more incentive to work more right now and get the, get the debt cleaned up as fast as possible. But there might be a different way to go into the mental health field that doesn't require you work for 40. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. This is the Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888 825 
888-253-8225. Benjamin is with us in Lansing, Michigan. Hi, Benjamin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is great. Sure. What's up? Well, Dave, I've got a question for you. Um, how do I cash flow a new construction? Um, or should I get a mortgage? Um, well, the cash flow is just you know, sixth grade division into the number of months that you have and the money you need to throw at it, right? Okay. I'll, like, I mean, give you a little bit how of... much, how much is the house going to cost? So we're, we're getting our blueprints in a little, in about a month or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, so about a year and a half ago, we bought our dream property. We live on 40 acres, but we also live off grid. Uh, we don't have any running water. We, we use an outhouse. Uh, we love it. Um, but we also have a seven month old baby and we want to get a bigger house going. Okay. So, All right. so you got to put in utilities and a house. What's the, what's the budget on this? So budget, well, I make $65,000 a year. My, my wife is a stay at home mom. Um, and we're planning on doing a, a fairly straightforward build, uh, budget, you know, I, I'd be comfortable spending somewhere around 300,000. Okay. All right. And how long will it take mm-hmm. to build it? Uh, probably three years. Okay. I, I'm planning on doing most of the work myself, to All be right. honest with you. All right. Well, that's $100,000 a year, $8,000 a month. You don't have that. Okay. Right? 300 okay. divided by 36 is 8,000. Right. Follow me? Yes. That's the division I was talking about, just sixth grade division. And, um, you know, so do you have any down payment or any other money we haven't discussed? Yeah, so 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 far we've saved about forty thousand dollars in cash. We have a thirty thousand uh, um, dollar emergency fund, mm-hmm. and this is after fifteen percent of retirement towards retirement, I guess. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's those are kind of the numbers we're working with. Okay. The property itself we bought for about one sixty. Uh, currently, it'd probably be closer to a, to about two hundred thousand. Is it paid for? Um, it is completely yeah. Thanks to you. <laughs> okay, I yeah. didn't pay it. You did. Good job. Um, so yeah. the uh, uh, well, I mean, if you take out a construction loan, we know you've got forty thousand to put down. So if it's a three hundred thousand dollar build, whatever cash you can come up with between now and the time you're building that you actually break ground and you start putting on it, let's say you came up with another, I don't know, whatever. Then the rest of it's going to be a construction loan, right? Okay, and then that would transfer to a mortgage later down the road? As as you finish the house. I don't think a construction loan is going to let you go three years and screw around with this, and most of them aren't going to allow you to be the GC. They're going to want a GC signing off on it. Okay. But uh, you can check. I mean, maybe your local credit union will do that. Since you got so much equity in the property, they might. But um, this scares bankers because people have a tendency in these situations to not finish and if they don't finish, they've got a really nice piece of acreage with a half-butt house on it. And that's what they foreclose on. It's a mess. I've tried to buy a couple of those at foreclosure. They're a mess. And uh, But it's someone's dream that turned into a nightmare. So what I don't like about your equation is how long it's going to take you. Okay. I would do now, something to I'm, tighten up your time frame. Gosh, I'm still super against having to pay out monthly towards a mortgage. Would If I... Like, should I, would it be better to just to save the full amount of the house, like, as take it, like, if uh, you can do that, as if, we're, if you do that, how long does it okay. take you to save 300,000 bucks? You got 40, you need 260 more. How long does that take? Okay. 
right. If you do it ten thousand yeah, dollars a month, it's twenty six months. If you do it in five thousand dollars a month, it's fifty months, fifty two months. So we're bumping up on five years at five thousand bucks a month. Which means you're going to have to make more make money. You don't make five thousand dollars a month. Okay. So right. you know you're talking about ten years to save up the money at your current income rate. Now, obviously, you can do something to change that. But it sounds sure. like you have a sense of urgency here to build something. You know, he's you got, got a, a ba- he's got an outhouse and a baby. Yeah, that's urgency. So <laughs> I, I'm not waiting ten years. I probably am not waiting three years. I would probably work with a builder at this point and get it done faster and take on a reasonable mortgage that you can knock out quick. Yeah. We. Okay. I don't borrow money, so I would be doing something completely different than anything you've done here, Brad. But, but, um. But if you're if you take out a construction loan that converts into a mortgage that is no more than a fourth of your uh, take home pay on a 15 year fixed, we don't scream at you about that. So uh, I think you've got some work to do yet on adjusting what you can do to adjust your income up and your time frames. But a long build is hard on the house because it's it's it it sits in the weather without a good roof on it for a while, and then once you finally get it in the dry. All the mechanicals and the rough end are sitting there, and it's taking it's it's hard on a house to build it slow. It sounds like a lot of work. I mean, you sound confident that you know what you're doing, but man, an off grid build like that sounds like you better be a pro. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it can. The, it's just hard on the materials sitting in the weather. You know, it, it's um, it's just you don't want the framing package sitting there with no roof on it getting rained on snowed on for four months you know because you're screwing around in there doing something else mm. and that's what happens these he's things. in michigan so that's some rough winters you, you out there got, you got some weather issues and you know temperature issues on when you can do installs and things so that's that's the thing you got to work through is all that brad is with us in huntsville hey brad welcome to the ramsey show hey dave hey george how you guys doing great man how can we help uh, yeah, so my wife and I eloped last year in February 2022, and we're considering having a reception uh, next year, late April, for about $9,500. Uh, we currently have about ninety $95,000 of debt and credit cards, car debt, and a student loan debt, and we also have a mortgage that's currently sitting at about $270,000, $1,700 payment per month. I make about $170,000 a year gross, 100k after taxes, 401k, all that jazz. And I wanted your input on the uh, on that on that right there. So you want to throw a $10,000 wedding in April. So how much would you need to save every month from right now to do that? Well, we have um, some savings. We got about 25k in savings. Uh, but if we wanted to start saving right now, uh, six months. So 25k. Remind me again. You got 95 in debt. Yeah, in credit cards, student loans, and car debt, and we also have a mortgage. Yeah, of 270. But and then you make 170, yeah. but you're also having 401k coming out, and you have 25k sitting there. You're doing all the steps at once right yep. now. Yeah, you're doing nothing. You're doing nothing. We teach. Okay. All right. So what we <laughs> what we teach is a process called the baby steps, and. Um, the first step is $1,000. Anything above $1,000 saved goes towards your debt. Then beans and rice, rice and beans, stop all retirement savings temporarily. Throw everything at the debt as fast and hard as you can. How quick do you pay off 70 with no 401k coming out, making 170 and no eating out and no going on vacations and no whining really fast, like less than a year? 170 minus 70 is 100. You can make it, dude. 
and okay. then you do your way. Then you do your reception. After we pay off the debt. In one in less than one year, yeah. Because you guys have already waited two years to throw this party. What's two and a half at that point? If you guys are able to do it completely debt free. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Seventy thousand is six thousand dollars a month. As soon as you're debt free, you have the party the next month. And yeah. you celebrate debt freedom and sense. marriage. Ta da Yeah. Yeah, so okay, the the current amount that we have in savings, you think take most of that and throw it uh throw it at the debt. At the debt. Yeah, the, the, that's yeah. that's what we teach. Is still, is still, Dude, you make one seventy. If an emergency hits, hit. the next paycheck covers it. Well, yeah. Well, the industry that I'm in. Hey, Brad, you do what you want to do, dude. I'm not arguing with you. We've been doing this a long time. Hold on, I'll send you a copy of the Total Money Makeover book. It'll outline what you should do, and then you get to decide what you will do. This is the Ramsey Show. Thanks for listening, America. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Doug is in Milwaukee. Hi, Doug. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and George. It's a pleasure and honor to speak with both of you. You too. What's up? Hey, um, just uh, wanting to confirm what I think you would say, but I'm uh, approaching 65. Mm -hmm. I still want to work past my 65th birthday. Mm -hmm. I recently became unemployed, uh, so I'm job-seeking. Um, but I have a small 401k from my last job, only about 25000 mm -hmm. uh, And I wondered if it would be wise to cash that out and pay off consumer debt of about 20000 hmm. Um. Well, obviously, you're not going to have penalty on it, but you will have taxes on it. Um, right. What concerns me is what that leaves us with, which is nothing, and you're 65 years old. Yeah. So, um, we ob I mean, obviously what you would love to have is a big old pile of savings and no debt, right? Correct. Yeah. And so uh, how, how can we best get there, and then how do we use this money to do that? Um I would prefer to leave it alone almost as a symbolic act that I'm going to add a bunch to my retirement as soon as I can get reemployed and clear this 20000 mm -hmm. But in a worst-case scenario, I would clear it. I would use the money and clear the debt. But I, I think you need to have the mindset of i got to get this debt cleared quickly so that I can quickly add to my retirement nest egg because you need to be doing both. Agreed? Agreed. Yeah. So, what were you making before you got laid off? I was making about sixty thousand. Okay. Doing what? Uh, IT support. Okay. All right. Cool. What kind of debt do you uh, have? I do have a side gig. Uh, I have about a uh, um, fifteen or between thirteen and fifteen thousand in credit card debt, and another uh, seven thousand in a. Uh, uh, no interest loan on some uh, machinery, machinery my wife uses in her job. What does she make? Uh, she makes about 300 a month. Okay. $300? Yeah. $300, yes. And what's the machinery? Because it sounds like this is not going to ROI for her. Uh, it's uh, basically uh, high-end sewing machines. Yeah. She's a seamstress by yeah. trade. 
Well, it's, it's there. I mean, it's not worth anything now. So, um, we wouldn't make that investment again, 7,000 to create 300, um, 300 is 3,600 a year. Uh, you need to make a better return on that as a seamstress or anything else in business. So, um, but that you're there now cause that machinery is not worth what you paid for it. So, um, now it's not cause it's used. Um, yeah, I, I think you got an opportunity as somebody that knows something about it to do a lot of side hustles, uh, freelance work as well as pick up some jobs. So I, I just, you know, I want, if I'm in your shoes, I want to create as much income as I can create and knock this 20,000 out as fast as possible, living on a very, very tight budget. Uh, I'm going to also ask her to, to put the, uh, old sewing machine in gear and let's do a lot more than 300 a month. Let's try to get that to 3000 a month. Um, and, and try to get some income coming in so that we've got a nest egg to retire on here. Uh, but yeah. you know, I do have a side hustle, or I did have a side hustle. I am getting some work from now, but I'm actually uh, trying to uh, cash flow training for another uh, another job that I think I'd love more. An IT cert? Uh, no. What? Actually, I'd uh, like to become a, a Ramsey financial coach. Okay. All right. Um. I would not spend money on that right now if I were you. I'd love to have you as a coach. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just saying I, I would rather you go and make some money right now and get some of these other things going before you spend money on something like that. I, we, we'd love to have you. Don't misunderstand, Doug. I'm not trying to be mean to you. But the um, but I also wouldn't be – I'd be a bit hypocritical if I'm like, yeah, give me a bunch of money while you're broke and you can get – you know, no, I, I – uh, uh, Let's call that an encore career once we clean this. Yeah, debt let's up. put that as something. Once you've got the you got the debt cleaned up, you got some money going into retirement, and then go find the money to go get the certification on that. I would do that, but uh, no, I wouldn't spend the money right now to go, uh, in, you know, effectively into debt because you're instead of paying it on debt, you're going to spend the money on that. So no, I I couldn't do that for you. I wouldn't I wouldn't be consistent if I suggested that. Even though I do believe in our coaches, and I and I'm. Again, not trying to be insulting to you. Chris is in uh, Augusta. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you for having me on. Sure. I really up? appreciate it. Sure. How can we help? I am three years from retirement. Um, my student loans, I make my 120 payments. I'm in education for my public service loan forgiveness in April, so I'll be done with that. Um, the only debt we have outside of that is our house. And we know we're going to probably move in the next five to seven years um, back to kind of where our people are at. Um, so should I concentrate on paying off the house or should I concentrate on building up my retirement fund? What are you investing right now into retirement? Um, I've had a 403B in quite a few different places. I just consolidated those with a Ramsey specialist, I'm a fiduciary. Um it's right at forty grand. Sorry, you broke that. up with us. It's right at forty grand, yeah. Yeah, right at forty okay. grand. Uh, my retirement from teaching will be right at sixty thousand a year. Um, so, are you putting anything into retirement now? At the present moment, no, because of the student loans, and we do not have a fully funded emergency yet. Okay. Then you would not be paying into retirement or extra on your house, either one. You would be, did you say you had four payments left? You've been on a private or 
Uh, are they uh, public have, student loan uh, forgiveness for 10 years? Um, you have to make 120 payments on the student loan forgiveness. Yeah, it's for 10 education. years. Yeah, I'll meet, I'll meet 120 in April. Okay. Well, I pray that you are one of the few that that works for. You are aware that only 4% of the people that apply for that are actually getting it. I am. Yeah. I've, I've been meticulously what, keeping my paperwork. Yeah, and I'm not, and that time. hasn't mattered because there are a bunch of freaking liars up there. I mean, I'm serious. When oh, yeah. uh, the last time I looked, it was 1.16% of them are approved, which is 98% or not. And, right. uh, you know, and I promise you, they thought they had their paperwork in order. So, um, the whole thing is a freaking sham, but I sure hope you get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the balance on the student loan? Uh, it's more than doubled since I've had it. It's at 225 right now. And that's because you were holding out for this public student loan forgiveness? Um, partially, but even when I was making payments, it was one of those stories where you make your payments and it still grows and The grows minimum and grows. doesn't touch it yeah. because of the yes, interest. absolutely. Which <sighs> makes me want to burn Washington to the ground. Um, good people like you having been misled like this, I sure hope they forgive it. I'm, I'm not hopeful, though. Uh, from a practical standpoint. Okay, so let's set that aside. Your first thing is build your emergency fund. Is that your only debt other than your house? Yes, sir. Okay, your first debt between now and April, build your emergency fund as as big as you can build it. Okay. And then let's see if the forgiveness goes through. If it doesn't go through, you're going to have to deal with a student loan. If it does go through, that'll be gone, and then we will move to putting 15% of your income into retirement. Okay. And... Uh, the rest would go towards anything else you can find. You go towards paying extra on the house, regardless if you're going to move. I don't care if you're going to move or not, unless you're going to move next month. But uh, um, because three or four or five years, who who the crap knows when you're going to do that? I mean, I don't know. You don't know even. Just a general yeah. feeling you've got. That doesn't change the idea that you need to get a paid-for house. So we okay. need to get a paid-for house and a big old pile of money when we get to retirement. That's the game plan. Okay. Um, absolutely. can do that. Yeah, so today. Yeah, let, let's start on the emergency fund right now. You see anything else, George? No, that's it. But, I mean, if that emergency fund, it might be your saving grace to start knocking out these student loans. Wow. If it's a dash versus a slash, they'll reject it. That's how silly these applications have been. And that's not just a Twitter saying. That's an actual syntax. I saw an actual fact. video of that. Real sad. An actual deal. The, the guys are looking for any excuse. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. He's also the co-host of the Ramsey Network production called Smart Money Happy Hour with Rachel Cruz. You don't want to miss out on anything George is doing especially on the YouTubes. He's uh, pretty good at that stuff. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Alex is in Sacramento to start off this hour. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just want to say thank you um, because with your program, we were able to purchase a home, and we're now on baby step four. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Well done. Thank you. So my question is related to investment. And um, so my husband and I were both teachers. We both make about 80000 a year, and we don't have any debt. 
Um, however, we just had a baby and we'd like to stay home. At least one of us stay home with a baby for two years. So we saved enough money to do so. Um, we have another daughter, so two children. And we haven't started saving for my other daughter's college yet. Um, this is my second marriage. The first one was very short-lived. I was very young. Um, however, God blessed me with my new husband. And um, unfortunately, my daughter's biological father passed away. Um, so she is receiving Social Security income um, each month. So I'm wondering, should we be investing and should I be saving money for her to go to college? Yes, to all of that. And uh, are you planning on staying home at this point? Have you guys talked through that? Yes. So okay. right now I'm staying home with the baby. Okay, and you guys have crafted a budget and looked at, hey, can we make this work in the Sacramento area off of one income of 80000 Yes, we were able to save enough money. Great. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Wait, you said you have savings you're going to use to cash flow this? Yes. How much? Uh, we saved around twenty-five. So you can't live on eighty. No, but we were able to using the budgeting app. We were able to calculate how much we would need in order for us to stay. One of us to stay home. Right, which is a thousand dollars a month for twenty-four months, right? Yeah, about there. Yeah, I mean, you got 25000 you said saved, and then you're going to use all that to uh, subsidize the fact you can't make budget at 80 right? Yes. So you're $1,000 a month over budget? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have an emergency fund uh, in addition to that? Yes. Okay. But no retirement. Okay. My worry is you're looking to save for college. Do you guys own a home, or are you renting? We own a home. Okay. I don't think you're going to be able to invest 15% and save for college and pull off this plan right now. No, you're not doing either. You don't have college or retirement built into your $1,000 burn rate, right? That's right. Yeah. So that's the part that really scares me with this. I think we need to hit pause on this or figure out a different solution. Maybe you bring in the extra 1000 and we still need more money than that to invest for the next two years. Yeah, like why don't you tutor part-time while you're staying home? You can make 50 okay. bucks an hour in Sacramento doing that. Okay. And my daughter, the income that she's receiving from Social Security is... Not, is that not in your dollars. budget? It's not in the budget. Okay. All right. Let, let's stop and park on that for just a second. You're not morally or legally obligated to do anything with that money except put it in the budget because you spend more on your daughter than that Social Security check is. So that's just to supplement okay. the raising of your daughter and your household spends more money than that than what they give you on the daughter. So it can be a part of your budget morally and legally, and that's usually what we recommend. Because you've got this dialed down so tight, if you want to use that to start a, uh, a college fund for her, that's fine. I don't care. But I don't want you to do that thinking that this money has to be earmarked for that somehow, or you're a bad mom, or it has to be earmarked or you've done something illegal. Neither one of those things are true. That was my worry. I just want to use this ethically. 
Well, ethically would be if you put it in your budget and you take care of your daughter, which includes saving for college for your kids. That would be you've done ethical. Because you're spending, believe me, you spend more raising a kid than that check each month. Agreed? Yeah. Easy. Okay. The same thing is true usually with child support, for that matter. It just rolls up into the budget. It doesn't have to be set aside for the actual child. It goes into the budget because we buy stuff for the child like shelter and electricity and things like that in the household budget that is to, for the child's benefit. And so it's ethical, moral, legal, all of the above. But right now, you've got the budget dialed down, and you don't have anything to put in kids' college. If you want to use this, since it's not including the budget, as long as you're not doing it out of some kind of emotional obligation, then I'm fine with that, okay? Okay. Yeah. I don't like that you're burning this money. It's not a healthy place, and you're not putting money into retirement. I do like you want to be home, and you're figuring out a way to be home with the babies. I'm all for that, okay? But you're really straining at this. So if I'm you guys, I'm picking up some extra work between the two of you with tutoring is probably your highest income as a side hustle and try to earn a 1000 bucks a month so that we don't touch this 25 And then that allows us to start putting money into retirement possibly. Okay. Now, so let, let's try to do try to adjust just a little bit here. You're close. I mean, thousand bucks a month on an eighty thousand dollar budget is only twelve a year. So that's not that's side hustle money. That's side hustle money. Easy side hustle money. So not 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 much hustle, just side. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people, Dave, don't know about the spousal IRA. For those that are stay at home parents, they still have the ability to fund an IRA, which can be a great thing. So. Don't miss out on that if that makes sense for you. You can do a full Roth IRA if your spouse works and you don't. Okay? So that's called the spousal IRA. So you're just as qualified as if you were earning an, as if you had an earned income. So uh, my wife, Sharon, has not worked outside the home in 30-plus years, and we've never missed a single Roth IRA. Way to go. Ding, 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 ding. Well, that's the way to not, do it. Not, not, uh, since they started doing IRAs. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that was before yeah. my time, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was after we went broke. So there you go. But yeah, so not the entire marriage. We haven't been doing it. But yeah, once we got some money and we were funding retirement, she's, we've always done a spousal, to your point. That's a good good reminder, IRA, because you qualify for that if your spouse has an earned income. Mm. It has to be Earned income has to be in excess of the two IRA amounts combined, but it obviously would be. I mean, it's only, again, only twelve, fourteen thousand bucks, 14000 so not a lot of money. But you'll get there. You'll get there. I love it. I like what you're doing, Alex, and that you're planning very carefully. That's what keeps people out of trouble is very careful planning. Um, what we're What is a little bit scary is your burn rate. And if we can adjust that, I think you got a fabulous plan. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having 
life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. George Campbell Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Our first ever money and marriage getaway weekend retreat is this coming weekend, October 19th through the 21st here on the Ramsey campus. You and your spouse will be equipped with tools to cast vision for your family, set goals, create the life you both love. The money and marriage getaway is of course, Rachel Cruz and Dr. John Deloney. The only thing funnier than that would be if George Campbell was involved. And then there's lots of humor. So the three of them get together. It's an absolute hoot. I can't wait. Me and Jay just watch. We just watch the circus when it happens. So Deloney's the circus. I wrangle I'm, the circus. Yeah, I'm. I'm the. Um, yeah, I can't say not my monkey, not my circus. Well, you're, on this you're one PT Barnum. My Dave. monkey is my circus. You are PT Barnum. You put on the circus. That's it. I'm the guy. So, you collect um, the checks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i go in the ring and let, tame me the lions. That, let me know when that happens all right so anyway hey the tickets are still a few available uh i mean literally just a handful but it is just a couple of days away so if at last minute you want to impulse come to nashville and you've got the money obviously uh don't impulse something when you're broke that's makes you broker we're not talking about that but this is a great weekend it is a three-day event uh october 19th of the 21st it'll be at our ramsey event center here on campus and the whole team is gearing up for this we're really excited to have you guys on campus with us thank you tickets are 7.99 and again just a few of them left ramseysolutions.com slash events for your tickets mike's in dayton ohio hey mike how are you good dave and george um i'll get right to my question i haven't heard i've been following you for about six months and we paid off all our credit cards and now we're down to nothing but our mortgage but i have two parent plus loans for my daughters and they want to do that pay for play thing for or whatever that's called that extends them out and i'm 59 and i'm almost 59 and a half and i have a Half of I have five hundred thousand dollars in four hundred one k between me and my wife, and I also started a new job about five years ago, and I was putting a lot into that, and I have about a hundred and twenty five thousand in that, and I was wondering if I should, when I get fifty nine and a half, if I should use that that hundred and twenty five and pay off them two parent plus loans. How much are they? One's forty-one five, and the other one is eight eighteen thousand and seventy-eight dollars. I would just pay them off. Yeah. Okay. I was, you I know you are technically of, liable. They are not. I understand that they said they would pay them back, but but I, then they said they weren't. You know, I, well, they're they're going to do that extended thing. Well, that means they're never paid back. You understand that. Yes, that's why the I, extended I plan wondered. is thirty years of not even making the principal payment. Exactly, which means much less the interest. No interest is paid, and they don't even make a principal payment. It goes backwards for thirty years. I know the definition I, of stupid. You, yeah. Yes, 
stupid yes, so, government program, the DMV exactly. visits finance class. I mean, that's what this is, right? Correct. Oh, God. I mean, thank you, Joe Biden. I mean, yes, can't string exactly. a sentence together and came up with this plan. Oh, my God. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. No, 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 no. You're going to get stuck with it, dude. That's what's going to happen. So we might as well own that now and be done with it. Did you have an agreement with the girls before they went to school that they were going to pay these? Yes. And they, they, they paid on them, but they're, 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 it's go, they're going nowhere. The 41,000 was originally 39 and the 18 was originally 16. So yeah. they're going backwards on these already from when they took out the loan. How long ago was that? Oh, geez. Uh, one daughter is 30. She graduated at, 24 and she's 31 okay so we're coming up on a a decade and what we've done has gone backwards so the way i analyze this is that pattern is probably going to go forward we just discussed that so how does that work out for mike well that sucks is how that works out for mike that's what that's what i was wondering and but you always say never take out your 401k but I thought this might be a good time. At well, I don't take I don't take it out prior to retirement. After fifty nine and a half, is what you're talking about, where there's no penalty, and you've got five hundred thousand. Well, you've got six hundred twenty five thousand. We're going to pull sixty something out plus some taxes to cover these, right? Well, I have my Roth is I have them in a Roth. I have most of it in a Roth. Mm-hmm. So my Roth would be tax free. Mm-hmm. I have about forty four thousand in Roth. Yeah. In the 18 would be, I would have about 15. I'd have to take out of a, the standard for for yeah. one. Cause yes, yeah. you know what I'm the but standard you, you, one. You, you, do you sense the cleanliness in your spirit I, of what I'm yes. talking about? Yes. Cause I just, I got my thousand. I paid off all my credit cards, which was 12,000. And now I'm stuck with, this is the only thing on my credit right now is yeah. this. And my mortgage. Well, obviously, I'm not worried about your credit. I'm worried about Mike. And Mike's daughters are not paying this. That's what they announced. We're going to not pay it. We're going to pay it while not paying it. That's that's what they announced. Because they signed up for stupid government's crap. So, Trusting a 17-year-old's good intentions to pay back isn't going to cut it. And so when parents sign on the dotted line for these, they don't understand what they're doing. They're potentially decapitating their retirement. Ooh. when they sign up for this and it's heartbreaking to hear and but mike this is a stupid tax that we just got to pay as we enter our golden years and they're starting to look a little more silver yeah. a little more bronze so what's the um stupid new one called the save the save plan, plan. which is absolutely let's just stretch it out yeah it's like the stay in debt plan they called they nicknamed it save stands for some acronym stupid <laughs> stupid yeah. david can't say the second yeah there we stupid go stupid asinine yeah, I'm just I'm thinking, oh God. So I mean seriously, it's Ugh. a thirty year plan and when they give you the thing based on your income, it does not charge you any penalty or interest beyond what you're doing. But it, it but it accumulates principal because you're not even covering the principal with the payment. And and you know, so you have a, have to have a Dr. Phil moment with these stupid things and go, How's that working for you? You know, it's not, you're, you know, you've been, you've been screwing around with a government plan since you got out of school. You're 31 years old. It's gone backward $3,000. And you announced to your dad that the way you're going to help him out and honor your word to him is that you were going to pay this is not pay it again and let it go backwards some more. And now stick him with a higher balance than you started with. Exactly. 
Oh, that's and, that's the net. Uh, that's the net of this. Now these girls didn't know that. They didn't think that through. But that's what it happens. It wasn't a when maniacal you plan. Believe in a stupid butt plan coming out of Washington D.C. God Almighty! We heard story after story. So aggravating. And the Bard Future podcast and the documentary of all of these people who were like, "Well, the government's giving me such a gift to lower my payment based on my income." Then they wake up 10, 20 years later, and their principal has doubled, and now they're really underwater, and they're really screwed. Well, so the guy, the guy in the other hours, he started with a hundred and something thousand, two hundred something thousand. Now it just balloons. Counting on the private or the the public student loan forgiveness, the PS, uh, which is not. Oh, it's just you're going to give Dave an aneurysm, America. It's exhausting. Well, I just hate it for you guys because you're getting screwed by your own government. The first way they screwed you was they had to put a student loan program in place for you to get $150,000 in debt to get a degree in left-handed puppetry and told you that was the way to success. And now you're a barista and you're screwed. And it's just awful. It's just awful. And then they come out and go, we're going to forgive it. Oh, no, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. No, we're yes, we are. And, and really, they don't intend to forgive it. It's They want to keep you. It's the biggest scam perpetrated on the American public by our government mathematically in history. The second largest scam was the genius that invented the idea that we take your taxes out of your check before you see your check. If they posted a tax guy inside your building and you had to walk out and hand him cash out of every check, there would be a revolution in America. Pitchforks, torches, because you people would see how much of the money you earn you're giving to this government to misbehave. You would see that. But no, it's just kind of came out of my check. I didn't notice it. Yeah. But tax collectors would be as reviled as they were. We would name the guy Matthew. After the biblical Matthew. be as reviled as they were in the Bible. Post him inside your building. Little Matthew's in there collecting a check. Him and Zacchaeus. They're in there collecting your check. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. And one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Rakesha is with us. Hi, Rakesha. How are you? Hey, Dave. Hey, George. So good to be here. I'm great. We're honored to have you. Where do you live? I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Very cool. Welcome. And how much debt have you paid off, Rakesha? $253,000. Good for you. And how long did that take? Four years and one month. Good for you. Wow. And your range of income during that time? 
went from 60000 to 375000 Nice job. Okay. Yeah. What do you do job. for a living? I am a surgeon. Oh, well, there's that. Okay. Yeah. So Incredible. we went from residency into the like the real big stuff. Yeah, I finished my fellowship training, then became a staff okay. surgeon. How, how long have you been finished with your fellowship? Uh, I finished in uh, about two years ago, 2021. Okay. So you've been in the big bucks for a couple years. A couple years, yeah. And you didn't go live like a stupid doctor. Instead, you went and paid off your bill. That's right. That's right. Look I, at you. I still drive my 2012 Mitsubishi Lancer. Boom! Yeah. So the lifestyle creep uh, did not get me. It didn't yeah. creep. It did not. How much of this was med school debt over the 253? Uh, the lion's share of it. It was credit cards, a timeshare, and then most of it was medical school. Wow. Loans, about 200000 a little over. A whole bunch of things to get clear. Way to oh, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how long do you remember back in your childhood? How long have you wanted to be a doctor? Uh, only uh, senior year of high school when uh-huh. I uh, took a field trip to a local medical school. Before that, I wanted to be an engineer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So valedictorian of your class? Oh, no, not at all. No, no, no. But I did well. I was top 10% or something. Yeah, well, like I mean, not, you got in med school, so you're no yeah. dummy, obviously. Yeah. Well done. What kind of surgeon? Now, I can do dumb stuff with money <laughs> in particular, so <laughs> don't put it past me. <laughs> well, we, we have all got that ability. That's yeah. not the question, but I'm just trying to look at you. Well done. Very well done. And we said what kind of surgeon? Yeah. I do general surgery and uh, actually weight loss uh, bariatric surgery. Cool. Okay. All right. Very cool. And you're in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Doctors in your family? Uh, no doctors. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're the first one. Uh, yes, sir. I am. Look at you. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So what made you decide to go the opposite of all of your peers, which is keep the student loan debt around for a decade or two, which is what most of them do, and they go buy a new BMW in a house they can't afford as soon right. as they get out of med school? Yeah, when I graduated in 2019 from my surgical residency, I had a month off before I started my fellowship, which was a two-year at Cleveland Clinic. And um, uh, during that time, I just had some time to breathe, and I was like, hmm, well, why don't I get my finances in order? So I started figuring out how I could be debt-free and wealthy. That was one of my affirmations. And so soon after, I Googled that. I found the Ramsey program, and so, uh, man, I was hooked when I started uh, listening to the show. Uh, I loved how you were kind of, you know, being hard on people, like kind of that tough love, which is kind of my love language. And so uh, from that time, I decided to get on the plan and get after it. That's amazing. And so what were these sacrifices that you made? Did you just keep living how you were living or was it hard seeing how your friends were living at that point? Um, So, yeah, it it was in in a way, but. You know, I was once I kind of learned about the plan and had a sense of direction because before that I had kind of no clue how I was going to kind of get to wealth and, and debt freedom. But um, I, I bought an efficiency when I moved to Cleveland uh, four years ago. I bought a studio uh, that was like 700 a month. Wow. And so I, I definitely sacrificed that way. And then um, during my surgery fellowship, I took on um, uh, extra call and did some moonlighting at smaller hospitals that needed some coverage. What does that pay? Uh, anywhere from like 400 a day to um, you can make probably a thousand a day mm-hmm. so okay because you're doing your residence at that point yeah i was so, a fellow so they're not paying point. you full doc rate but yeah. correct okay. i was in my fellowship making sixty thousand, so i could make a couple uh one to two thousand extra a month yeah and so i was putting it toward my debt yeah another okay so but still mathematically looking at this i'll bet you you paid the most of this in the last two years since you got the 375 correct absolutely yeah. yeah, the lion's share. Once my income 
Yeah. Uh, it went up times five. Well, you already exactly. had the habits in place, and yeah. now you just added fuel to this thing. Absolutely. The it budget was, was the budget was it. Once I kind of had the game plan, yeah, all that extra money. Uh, Any of your peers cheering you on, or they all think you lost your mind? Um. Oh yeah, they were cheering me on. They was like, they were like, you know, that's great for you. My family and friends were cheering me on. I was trying to get most of them to be on the plan, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, wasn't as successful with everybody, but had a lot of support. People were like, wow, good for you. Yeah, most people in med school catch a disease called docitis, and when they graduate, yeah. they go spend money they don't have Correct. because now they're a big doctor, though only they're a broke doctor. Yeah. And so uh, it takes them about a decade to recover from the stupidity two years after getting their degree yeah. or two years after passing their bars and getting or passing their the uh, boards, the yep. boards and getting MD. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. For Congratulations. Sure. You're sharp. You. You're a rock star. Thank you so amazing, much. Amazing. Amazing yeah. hero. I'm, I'm scared to see how much wealth you build. Oh, my God. Yeah. Over your lifetime now. 375000 What do you? What's the first? You got to do something big and cool to celebrate. What are you doing? I mean, you know, this happened, what, in July? I, I actually, you know, got out of debt officially. So, I mean, my birthday's tomorrow. So, this was my Woo! big present to myself to come here and do my debt-free scream. But, well, we appreciate that, but you got to do something bigger. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to go big. I mean, you make $400,000 a year, you don't have payment in the world. Right, Maybe right. one of those overwater You earn bungalows. some kind of <laughs> cool celebration. Upgrade the car or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, A car but, needs upgrading, girl. Upgrade that car. It runs fine. Upgra- you know, upgrade I've that learned that contentment car. during you, this you time. You make $400,000 a year, upgrade that car. Okay, Get well, you a good car. Next is a good down payment on the home. There we go. Okay, all right. That's you can do that, too. You can do that, too. You got yeah. plenty of money. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying about an $80,000 car, but, I mean, go get you a $20,000 car. On top of what you got, and yeah, all at least right. come on. I mean, yeah. If you say so, I might. Then I, I'm right. just, I'm just telling you. We I have think broke that. people that buy sixty thousand dollar cars, so you, you have earned it. Yeah, you make forty thousand bucks a month. I mean, or thirty five thousand bucks a month. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. So here, hello, way to go, awesome. amazing, way yeah. to go. I'm so proud of you. You're yeah. amazing. Thank y'all. You're Thank inspiring. Y'all. Hey, y'all are inspiring. Y'all are such a, an inspiration to me. So I, I'm really thankful for the program that I found y'all. So. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. I hope we can help you in the rest of this wealth journey. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got the uh, Baby Steps Millionaires book. You're going to be there in 20 minutes for you. And the uh, Total Money Makeover book to give away to someone who's inspired by your story and your family or friend group. Yep. And certainly Financial Peace University as well. Uh, all of that's for you. Just to say thanks for coming down from Cleveland. We are honored, honored, honored to meet you. You are a hero. Yeah, thank you all. You, you have complete. Talk about somebody change your family tree. Oh, yeah. Whole everything. And, I mean, the education piece, the whole bit, uh, and making serious bank and not a payment in the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Count it down. $253,000 paid off in Four years and eleven months, making sixty to three seventy-five. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free. Yeah! That's what I want my surgeon to sound like. Woo! I love it. She's operating (laughs) differently now, on a whole new level. Oh, but a boom! Way to go, George. That's she's operating on a whole new level. Uh, Ah, this is the Ramsey show. It's crazy, George. Wait a minute. It's not the Ramsey show yet. It will be in a minute. But <laughs> We got excited. We got a little trigger I, I got fired up there. That's pretty amazing. She's impressive. So here's the trick. Did you hear what she said she did? I got on a budget. When I had the break, I sat down. And I said, this is where I am. I'm going to be wealthy. What do I have to do to get there? What must be true about my life for me to get there? And I'm going to get on a plan. And so she jumped on like every dollar, started doing that. Uh, the every dollar webinars you and Rachel and uh, Jade are doing those That's again, right. 
Uh, they're free. You can go to everydollar.com slash budgeting and sign up. It's completely free and learn how to do what she did, and that is take stock of where you are and end up, as George said, operating at a higher level. Oh, that was just too corny. I know. But it was really I'm good. I'm a dad now, so I make dad jokes. That's good. Thank you. Okay. But it's true. Whether you make 30000 or 300 because people go, well, Rakesha makes so much money, of course. Uh-uh. You saw that sacrifice when she was well, making sixty, And she, she paid off 253000 too. Hello. Big I mean, hole, but big shovel. Most of you don't have that. So there you go. That's impressive. Tell me it can't be done. It can be done. This is the Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Emma is in Albany, New York. Hi, Emma. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'll start with a little bit of background. I am 26 years old. I have no debt. I have an emergency fund, and I just started saving up for a down payment on a house. Good for you. So in doing this, thank you. In, in doing this, I'm looking at how much my paycheck is going where, and the one thing I keep coming back to is how much is enough to retire on. Now, I know you guys have that general 15% guideline, but since I graduated and started working, I've been contributing between 20 and 25% to my retirement, so it's pretty front-loaded, and now I worry a little bit about having too much of my net worth tied up in funds I won't be able to access for another 30-plus years. So that leads me to kind of a two-part question. Uh, first, how much is too much to have in your retirement? And how do I plan for something so far in the future, considering we don't know what inflation or cost of living is going to look like by then? Great questions. And it sounds like you are way ahead of the curve. How much do you have in retirement currently? Currently about 100000 Amazing. And it sounds like you want to retire early by the way you're talking. You're saying, hey, I can't wait 30 years to access these funds. Are you saying, hey, if I want to stop working or have the option to work at 50, what do I do? Yeah, if it's possible. Sure. (laughs) Okay. It will be possible in your case. What do you make a year? Uh, About 95,000 a year. Good for you. Well, you're doing really good. I would put you in the top 95 percentile of somebody your age. You are kicking it. So this is more of a theoretical discussion than it is an actual discussion because you've really got it dialed in. Let's just say that Emma has her act together, okay? Thanks. All right. Now, if you want to do what we would call some bridge investing, you'll be able to do that beginning in your late 30s and still be in great shape. So you got 10 years before you have to worry about that, okay? And the only way you'd want to worry about that is, like you said, you've got a lot going into retirement. Um, it, you know, you're going to be putting 15% of your income into retirement. It's only $15,000 a year right now. And you're going to put the balance of what you can find on the house and get the house paid off after you make the purchase on the house, all of that kind of stuff. Um, 
And yeah, you know, in your forties, you should be, and you should have over a million dollars. And so if you want to, at that point go, I'm going to start side loading some money over here. Some of the money I'm going to save once my house is paid off. I mean, you could continue to put 15% in retirement and have another 10% going into non-retirement investing just into, you know, just an S and P 500 would be fine. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, I mean, that's what I did. I maxed everything out and then I just threw money to the side and had, you know, more than enough wealth long before I got uh, into my fifties. So here's what that equates to, Emma. You can go down to 15% investing, keep saving for the house. That's going to help you save up for the house faster, get it paid off. Then you can increase your investing. I just crunched the numbers here for her, Dave. She's going to have $7 million at her current rate. If she just invests 15% and you get a 10% return, she's going to- Is that have, including the 100 that's already in there? That includes the 100. You'll have $7 million by 60. You'll yeah. hit a million by, you were on spot on, Dave, by 40 years old. Yeah. She'll have a million bucks in thought, that account. I thought she'd have be about there. You know, that, that sounds right. And- so what that means is, is that when you get that first million in retirement, if you're in your third, late thirties, early forties, then just stop or slow down and then just chunk everything else. But when the house is paid for, you can go on up to 30%, 35% investing. If you want to, you'll have plenty of money because right, you yeah. have a house payment. Right. And your income is going to go up through time. As far as project, as far as predicting what returns are 40 or 50 years in the future, no one obviously can do that or what inflation is going to do 40 or 50 years out. No one can do that. Um, when I was your age, it was 40 years ago and I started talking about doing this stuff and now I got a bunch of money in mutual funds. That's the equation. It's not some nerded out 10th of a point to, two tenths of a point to I got to figure out the 12 B one fees or I got just invest, 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 invest in good mutual funds that have a long track record. They're going to keep you ahead of inflation, especially inside of a retirement account uh, because the companies that cause inflation are the companies that you're buying stock in <laughs> by definition, that's a hedge. Okay. So if you're buying stock in, Computers, the value of co- the cost of computers goes up. That's inflation. If you're buying a stock in uh, oil and gas, you know, in your mutual fund, and the cost of gasoline goes up, which it has over 40 years, then guess what? It's built into your the qua- the profitability of your company you're buying into. So, you know, ultimately the stock market in in itself is basically an inflation hedge. You're because you're the way you hedge against inflation is you buy items that are inflating houses and companies that are going that are that are charging inflated prices due to inflation that's the name and that that's what you're doing so uh that the way you're going to build wealth you don't have to spend a lot of time fretting over uh you know the the economy or inflation or something else the economy goes down woohoo we're buying stock cheap economy goes up woohoo the value of my stock all went up you know. Yeah, and based on the way Emma's talking, I think she needs to have some balance, live her life. You don't need to funnel every single dollar into investing. Right. I want you to enjoy some of it too. And right now, you're very much on track to have plenty of money, so done, I'm not that worried about it. Done a great job, crushing it. Franco's in Las Vegas. Hi, Franco. How are you? Hey, Dave. Hey, George. Uh, very excited to be talking to you today. Sure. What's up? Uh, so my question for for today. It's, um, should I buy out my ex-wife out of the house or should I keep waiting for the house to sell considering the slow months ahead? Um, so to give a little background on that, um, I recently went through a divorce that finished about a month ago. Mm -hmm. It lasted for about eight months. Um, 
And since uh, since the beginning of the relationship and even beginning of the divorce, I've been paying for the mortgage, for all the bills related to the house, and for all the debts that she's carrying uh, right now, plus the three dogs that we used to have together. Um, You're paying and, three dogs that you used to have yeah. together. I'm yeah. so confused. Um, Why would you be paying it, for dogs that you don't have for an ex-wife? Because uh, since the beginning of the relationship, she basically decided not to work, even if I encourage her. I, I don't pay care. Her for- <laughs> have you got the dogs? No, I don't. Then they're no longer your responsibility. Okay. If you want to take care of the dogs, go get them. But otherwise, quit mm-hmm. paying for the freaking dogs <laughs> for your ex-wife. Yeah. Come on, man. Now, yeah. and so she's in the house? She's in the house, yes. And you're yes. paying all the And what did the divorce decree say about the house? It had to be sold? Uh, yes, it's in the process of being sold. Uh, it's been three months in the market with a lot of showings, but it hasn't been sold yet. Okay. And and you're paying the payment? Yes, I'm making the payment and I'm paying uh, the bills related to the house as well. Okay. And she's living in the house? Yes. What a wonderful deal. <laughs> and, I, bet it's, I bet it's hard to show that house, and when you do, it's messy. Uh, I, I'm actually not allowed to enter the house. She prefers, uh, for me not to. So what makes you think you can buy her out? Um, so I've been, uh, thinking that, uh, I could buy the portion that it will be the same, uh, for her if the house gets sold. Is she going to move with the dogs then? Yes. You're sure? If if I do so, I mean, I I would hope so. (laughs) So far you've not done very good deals. Yeah. She's got to move. You understand that? Yeah, I do. And the dogs. At what point do you stop paying all of her bills? When the house Uh, sells. Yeah, Are we sure about that? Uh, Yes, it's part of the divorce decree. Yeah, but is Franco going to quit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to quit. I've been How much does it take to buy her out? Uh, About 50,000. Okay. But it's not worth that because after after expenses, you're not going to net 50 on half. You're not netting a full hundred when it sells, are you? Uh, so the price of the house is about uh, on the market six thirty right now, and because we still owe uh, a big amount on, on the house, what do you uh, the, uh, We owe uh, about four fifty. Okay, there's not. Uh, yeah, that's about right then. Okay, if you can come up with fifty thousand and you want to buy her out and then sell the house yourself later, but she's got to leave, and I don't think she's going to. This is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. He is the also the co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour with Rachel Cruz on the Ramsey Networks and the George Camel YouTube Show, Camel with a K. Be sure you check it out. Don't miss him. It's pretty informative stuff. Phone number here to talk about your life and your money is 888-825-5225. Christina is in Austin, Texas. Hi, Christina. How are you? Doing good. How are you, Dave? Better than we deserve. What's up? Uh, That's good. Thanks for taking our call. Um, So a little bit of background on us. My husband and I 
Uh, we're 26 and 28 years old, and um, I have um, that life settlement that I've been receiving since I've been 21. Um, and my husband has disability with the VA, and so outside of our jobs, um, we're bringing in income. Um, so altogether, really, in a year, we probably bring in about 90000 Um But lately, we have been having a lot of debt um, from student loans to credit cards to car payments. Um, and I feel like the money that we're getting to utilize for other things is just going right to debt. Um, and so we've been talking around the idea of possibly selling our home um, and paying off our debt with the equity we've built up over these last two years. Um, but my husband, he doesn't think it's a good idea. He's scared to do that. Um, and so I don't know. We've just been talking around the idea, and we just wanted to get your input on that because um, this MetLife settlement, I won't have it forever. Um, and so I would love to invest that into other things instead of debt. Um, but I wanted to hear from you what your thoughts were. Well, you're not quite ready to invest. We've got to clean up this mess. And selling a home is a big deal. And it's generally kind of a last-ditch thing if we have to to get out of this. Okay. But I'm not sure you guys are there yet making 90K. How much consumer debt do you have? Uh, so we have about 110, maybe 105. Um, we How have much of that 40, is cars? Um, about 60,000. Um, That's a lot of car. It is. Um, and I've actually been telling my husband for him to get rid of his truck. Um, I'd rather you get rid of the truck before the house. Yeah, and but he doesn't think that we'll get back enough to pay off the truck. Um and so, but I, I think he should give it a try to see what, how much we'll get from it. But he just doesn't, we've been getting, um, what's that word? We've been getting uh, offers of like 24000 and we owe about forty five on it still. Um, I wouldn't look at offers. I mean, you sell a private party and you're going to get way more than offers from dealerships. Okay. Um, yeah. And so we, yeah, we have too much on vehicles um, and then school loans is another 40000 Um and then credit cards is probably about five to seven thousand. You um, you make enough to get out of student loan debt and get out of the credit card debt if you didn't have the car payments. But your car okay. choice your car choices are what have sunk you, not your house. Okay. Sell the truck. Let me get rid of the cars. Sell the truck. Okay. What are the payments on those cars? So our so I have uh, my car is uh, three hundred seventy six dollars, um, and then his truck is about seven forty seven sixty two. Goodness um, gracious. Every month. So you'd free up 1100 bucks just by getting rid of these cars. Wouldn't that change your life? Yes, it would. Could um, you pay off some debt with yeah. an extra 1100 bucks? Yeah, we could. Um, and right now we've been throwing 1000 to debt every month, but um, it just gets me angry every month to, that we're throwing it to debt, yeah. you know? Um, well, and the, I know you, you, like, yeah. Yeah. you asked about selling the home. George is right. Not before we sell both cars. And we work a hard plan with driving a couple of hoopties, working extra jobs. Okay. What's the nature of the okay. Met Life settlement? What's that from? Um, so it's from a car accident that I had um, with my family when I was younger. I was about four years old. My brother died from it. Mm. Um, and so my parents were gracious enough to separate the money for us once we hit 21. Um, and so at 21, we received 50000 which I paid another portion of student loans at the time because I had gone to a private institution. Um, and so that went to student debt, but then I still had the 40000 pending. 
And when does um, it come? Painted off. When does what? I'm sorry. When does the forty come? Uh, the forty, like the school loans. That's what no, I know right you know, now. No, forty thousand so. dollars worth of student loans pending. I'm sorry. The is the rest yes. of the money coming from MetLife a monthly money or a lump sum? Uh yes. Yes, uh, no, monthly money. We're get, I'm getting 2429 for it every month. Um, for how long? End, uh, uh, when I turn 35, so I have about uh, nine years to go. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. You guys need to get I, – I, the, the truck is glaringly absurd in your, in your numbers. It's the thing that sticks okay. out and screams stupid. Okay. okay. And, yeah, it, it's got to go. It's out of control. And uh, okay. probably your car too, but at least the truck, because you're making ninety k driving a sixty thousand dollar truck. It does not make sense. Um, nice truck though. Uh, yeah, he's not gonna like to hear that, Dave. But he's gonna get yeah, right. well, he's gonna guess what? He's not homeless. He's just truckless. It's a better yeah. choice. The fact that he'd rather sell his house before his truck tells me that truck is an ego play. Yes. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. Good luck with that. I hope you talk him into it because that's what you guys need to do. Have him watch this call. The best thing that you can do. You've got to clear this up. And so. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. If your truck payment's bigger than your house payment, you might be a redneck. Yeah, it could be. It's possible. (sighs) Rachel's in Canada. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Hey. What's up? So my husband and I have an opportunity to look at taking a greenhouse business over. However, I don't have a single idea of what questions to ask when we go in to talk with them. Why would they let you take it over if they're making a profit? Why would they not sell it to you? He is keen on um, remaining in the business for a little bit longer. Uh, he's the sort of fellow that's going to work until his dying day. The owner? So, um, they're, yes. Okay, how are you taking it over if he's still working there till his dying day? Uh, he wants to train somebody up into his position, somebody that's passionate about it, but has a vision to take it in new directions, and uh, for a couple, like how him and his wife were when they first started it. And when will the ownership be transferred to you? These are all questions that I have for them. We have talked on and off throughout the on season and so it's been very very short conversations and now i want to actually sit down and talk with them what do they expect what i want to know does it make a profit because i got a feeling it doesn't i want someone who's passionate about it and willing to work for no money because this is not really a business it's a hobby fair um he's been doing this for 22 years he's well established in our area and now he's just getting old and doesn't want to do the really long days anymore or anything like that. So it does make a profit. I- yeah, I want to know how much. I want to know what the business structure looks like. I mean, you got to get in there and learn all the business aspects of it and determine if you want to take it over. Um, sounds unusual. And when something sounds unusual, there's a reason. It's unusual. This is The Ramsey Show. Do you listen to The Ramsey Show for motivation? You want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event. 
the ultimate motivational experience that's fully focused on helping you eliminate money stress. Join us for the Total Money Makeover Weekend on May 10th and 11th in Nashville and leave money stress at the door for good. Podcast listeners use the code 50OFF to save $50 on standard level tickets. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. George Camel, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host today. Abigail is with us in Charleston, South Carolina. Hi, Abigail. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, well, it's a bit of a financial question as well as a relational question. Um, I, uh, My husband and I got uh, married three years ago. We've been renting for quite a bit, and then um, uh, we... <laughs> went up near family and they, uh, they offered to sell us a house. Well, my mother-in-law is very controlling, which is the relational part of the question. Um, she, uh, she controls everything and has the codependency issues where she will go and she will buy something for you, even though you're going to buy it yourself and you didn't want her to buy it. Or for instance, the house that they were trying to sell us. So she bought it. Now we're working on it, which is absolutely bad. Stop a minute. Did you guys buy this house or not? We were going to. Okay. So you've not not bought the house? No, we haven't. Okay. She has. Okay. So you're not getting that house. What are you going to do? Well, right now we're working on it. Why are you working on her house? Um, Because we're supposed to be buying it from her. So you agreed to buy it later? Yeah. Is this in writing or is this just a handshake agreement? It's a handshake agreement, really. Okay. When you buy it from her, what does that look like? You buy it, you go get a mortgage and you purchase the house and then you're the owner, right? Yeah. And from what I was like, what I was wanting to do was I was trying to get my husband to agree to get a a mortgage and then some on top of that to do repairs well we need a contractor for that my husband's bucking and kicking to to not get a contractor because he's supposed to get his contractor's license soon and he doesn't want to put us further in debt what does what does that have to do with your mother-in-law i don't know how to approach her Um, why does she need to be approached well, because we're living with her right now. Oh. Or she's living with us. We're both living with her mother. What? Um, and she has her own home. She just refused to go home. What do you guys make? Um, my husband started a new job in June doing HVAC. And right now, it's about, uh, it's up to 2000 every two weeks. So 4000 a month. Mm-hmm. And and how old are you guys? Uh, he's thirty, and I'm twenty-three. Okay. We've got uh, two kids. Okay. And you're staying home with the kids. It, it, it yeah sounds like the first order of business to uh, create some reasonable relational boundaries is to create some physical separation. That's how, and you guys need to go. You guys need to go get an apartment tomorrow. That's what I'm. I'm. I was thinking. Yeah. But I don't know how to talk my husband into that. Well, then you don't have a mother-in-law problem. You have a husband problem. 
Maybe yeah. the maybe the mommy's boy needs to take care of his family instead of She's his mommy's wishes. Sons. She's got three sons. She does this to all of them. I'm sorry? And she has three sons, and she does this to all oh, of them. Oh, she didn't do anything. Are they all she didn't do there? anything to him that they didn't let happen. I don't think she's. I don't think she's the problem. I think your husband is. Any any boundary you try to set, it immediately devolves into yelling. Move out. <laughs> Move out. Tell your husband I'm leaving. I hope you come too. Me and the kids yeah. are getting an apartment. This is untenable. If she chooses to end the relationship over this, that's on her. It's not on you. But this is not a relationship anyways to begin with. This is not your mother-in-law's fault. This is your husband's fault and your fault. You agreed to move in with her, and you knew this before you moved in with her. Yeah, I thought she'd go home. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, you didn't. You knew this. You knew exactly what you were dealing with, and you chose to ignore it, trying to make a financial deal. We're trying to save $2, and in the middle of it, we're putting up with the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. To save $2. You guys need to go have a life. You and your husband go build a life, and you can love her. She's a lot easier to love from a distance. Yeah, that right. Yeah. She needs some distance. But she's not the problem. You and your husband are the problem. You've you've you guys just stepped up into a bear trap and then you're bitching about bear traps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so play this out. You get an apartment, she's mad. I don't, I don't even care about her. That's it. I mean she's she's not relevant in the discussion. You guys need to decide we are going to do things that are smart relationally and smart for our future and not put ourselves in untenable toxic situations to save two dollars whether it's working on the house without a contractor's license or buying a house from this woman who's controlling why you enter into a deal why you go along with entering into a deal with this woman to buy a house from her is beyond me these are people that are best kept at arm's length not right up close you know this now you're only 23 so i shouldn't fuss at you but you know you call me and you're all torqued out about her, and I'm telling you, you and your husband can solve this. Yeah. But she's still mothering him, and he likes it. Yeah. Yeah. She pays for just about everything. Well, and quit I taking her money. Him. I'm not taking your money anymore, and you're not controlling my life anymore. You don't have to be mean about it, but just be kind and just go, listen. You know, we've made some mistakes by setting up our relationship with you early in our marriage, and we're going to have to change that. So here's the thing. We're going to have a little physical separation, a financial separation, and a real estate separation from you. So, Mom, you need to get that house on the market and get it sold. We're not buying it. We're going to go rent an apartment, and we're going to save up some money and get us a house. Yeah. It's completely clean. And she's not going to like it, but I'm not taking a poll here. She doesn't get a vote. The problem is you all gave her a vote. Yeah. Again, you don't have to be unkind. You just be very firm and just say it. And if it devolves into yelling, that's on her. But I don't put up with people yelling. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what husband is going to let his 23-year-old wife get yelled at? Mm. Come on, man. 
Tell him to run down to Walmart and pick up a, a backbone. They're on aisle three. <laughs> Abigail, this is gonna, not going to be fun. And what's going to happen when you say all of this to him? If he watched this callback, what would his response be? Mm. Would it be, they don't understand. Like, it's not like that. Are she he, doesn't give me an allowance. It's different. Is that what it would be? He arguing with the recording saying, well, I, we, we shouldn't get in the apartment because we're getting it from my uncle. And what's he going to say? Stop yeah. taking things from your family. There are strings attached and it doesn't end well. Yeah. Start your own life. That's what I always say. Don't back out of this deal. Stop taking an allowance. And if you all need to go make more money, then go do that. The financial incest in this is unbelievable. I know. Yeah, I mean, really. I don't know what to do, you know? Well, I mean, I, I, what you do I'm is you have a marriage what. problem. You and your husband need to separate from these people far enough that they don't have any apron strings or wallet strings controlling you get an apartment there's apartments in charleston south carolina nice ones go get you an apartment and go get you go get a job he go gets a job whatever we got to do to make it on our way we're a young married couple we don't have any money we're trying to get started but you don't have to live under the thumb of the control of these toxic human beings it really it needs to stop you asked hon that's what i'm telling you but really you can't blame her anymore after today if you, if you want to blame somebody, get you a mirror. It's your fault after today. Those are also at Walmart. Yeah. Aisle A4. Yeah, they're, they're right over next to the backbone aisle, the mirror aisle. Yeah. And you guys you guys got to make some decisions here. Mama don't get to control you unless you allow her to. You're like grown people and stuff. This is The Ramsey Show. I know you work hard for your money. And the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And Every Dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, Every Dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download Every Dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. George Camel, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Emmaus and Hannah are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? We're good. How are you? We're blessed. Welcome. Where do you guys live? Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you two paid off? 94000 All right. How long did this take? 18 months. Good for you. Yeah. And your range of income during that time? Whenever we first started, we were making around 97000 This year, we'll file taxes around 180 to 200 Whoa! What do y'all do for a living? So, uh, I am a nanny, and I'm also a house cleaner. I started that business when I was uh, in debt. So, I was cleaning houses, um, got my clients, and Good scrubbing money. toilets. Good money. From morning to night. Good money. <laughs> Good money. Uh, and, yes. And I run a video production company. We film weddings, corporate events, commercials, and my wife helps me as well. Wow, you guys are working hard. We try to. Way to go. What kind of debt was the 94? See, we had a car for uh, like 37000 student loans for around 52000 and an iPhone 12 for 599 bucks, which we paid off first. How long have <laughs> you guys been married? Uh, this December will be two years. Okay, so about the time you get married, you start this stuff. Tell me about it. How did you get connected up to the Ramsey deal? So it was a couple months after we got married, we gathered up all our debt and we said, this isn't going to 
we, we got to get this out of here. And we started listing them from smallest to largest and started ba- paying them off as soon as possible. Yeah, We did because as soon as we got married, I was like, man, we're making all this great income. We have all this money coming in, but the checking account is staying the exact same. Where's it all going? It was going to a stupid dealership. It's going to stupid federal student loan programs. It's going to Verizon. And it was going to all these places. And I said, I work way too hard to have this little money in my checking account. And just like you say, Dave, something had to change in my life so I could actually change something for my future and have more than a couple thousand bucks to my name making that much money a year. Amen. Preach it. How long, uh, <laughs> how did you guys find us? Uh, one day I was, uh, I followed you on years, uh, on, on Instagram and then you were eventually recommended on YouTube. And I was like, man, some of these people are, uh, I can definitely relate to. And I was like, man, making all this money, not having a lot of money or having some of these stresses. Um, I followed you. And then a few months before we got married, we cut up all of our, cut up all of our credit cards and we said, okay, we're done borrowing money. Even though once we started paying off debt, we, accidentally fell back into it and then i had to repent for about the next year because of that but even throughout that whole process um yeah we just kept on following you on social media and youtube and love your content we went to go see you in san antonio texas at your building wealth conference we led fpu a few years ago and then also purchased your financial coach master training to help coach other young people on how to become debt free and achieve their goals wow you guys are on fire fully in this thing man that's impressive and along the way you guys doubled your income was that just because you were furious about the debt payoff and then it just kind of stuck I got so mad at it and I said, it has to go. And then, uh, because for example, within our video production company, we, we film weddings and we edit weddings. And whenever we were in debt, I said, well, I can make more money editing weddings for other people. So I stayed up late, 11, 12, 1 a.m. sometimes editing for other people. And then once we started doing that, uh, a lot of people started sharing the word about it. And Dave, just like you said, in, in a small business, if you just show up on time and you do a great job, you won't have any competition. And that's what we started doing. And then we're now starting to hire other contractors to help us throughout the process. And our company grew actually because of the intensity that we achieved through baby step two. So it just, it overall helped our business as well as pay off debt. Wow. How old are you two? 23. Wow. Then uh, uh, I was 22 when we made our last debt payment, just turned 23 last week. Wow. Congratulations. You guys are heroes. You get the whole rest of your life to live with intentionality and with a big old pile of cash because it's not going to payments. <laughs> yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. Y'all, y'all are right. amazing. Very, very well done. All right, uh, financial coach, what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Ever uh, ever since the beginning, we tithe 10% on our income to our local church, and we're also extremely generous throughout the, throughout the process. Uh, we did tiptoe into baby step seven sometimes of just being extremely generous throughout the process because generosity is so much fun, in my opinion. So we kept on tithing 10%. We just uh, we, we sowed seeds with other organizations and people. Uh, so we're extremely generous, but also, I mean, we just, we, we worked together. If it you was, worked. We worked all the time. Yeah. All the time. We're generous, but we made sure that we were within communication with each other. We didn't go spend money behind each other's back. We're completely on the same page. I mean, th- there were some nights I was editing on the couch at 11 p.m. while she was doing editing on her laptop as well. Mm. And we worked all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And now you got no debt and you're 23. And, um, besides your house, not, yeah, not, not waiting on someone else to clean up the mess. Yeah. No, exactly. that's extra weird. See most 23 year olds out there, they're going, well, it's the wages and they just don't pay enough these days. So I can't get it's ahead. It's the boomers fault. It's the boomers. Because we bought cheap it's houses. It's the guy in the white house. And you guys just went, wait, we can go make more money. We're not yeah. scared of work. And now you control your own destiny in that way. I sometimes scrub toilets with her. She was like, hey, oh, man. Yeah. Just I, for fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> she said, man, I have a 3,000 square foot home. I said, I guess I need a pair of gloves as well. I'm helping you. As soon as I close wow. the laptop, I'm picking up the What's the scrubber. average amount you can charge for a house for cleaning? 150 
That's amazing. It takes a few oh, hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. She sometimes did two or three in a day. And then editing. What what can you get paid to be uh, editing other people's weddings? About five hundred to five hundred, eight hundred dollars, and for a wedding video between three to five thousand. What does that hourly come out to? Uh, I can do a five five hundred dollar edit in about three or four hours. Wow. So about a hundred dollars an hour, something I can do anytime throughout the day, and just work That's work really amazing. hard and be generous. Yeah. So you don't have to just sit and doom scroll. Instead, you edit. Oh yeah, we work. make fifty we bucks, a hundred bucks just doing these work. side not? hustles. Why not? Yes. Turned into a business. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's right. That's where money comes from. Amazing. You got to work. Yeah. God, <laughs> I, I love your parents. I don't know who they are, but I love your parents. They're right here. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, mom and dad. Uh, proof that if you teach a kid to work, you really don't have to teach them much uh, else. So figure it out. You know. Every That's parent great. listening is like, I wish Johnny was more like him. Yeah, really. <laughs> The uh, 23-year-old we were talking to a while ago with the mother-in-law issue. Yes. Yeah, uh, a whole different 23-year-old here. This Hope she's a still whole listening. Thing. Man, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well done, you two. Very, very Impressive. well done. So proud of you. Thank who you. Was, uh, Thank you who so was much. cheering you on as you went? These lovely people over here. Moms and dads? Yes. yes. They were yeah. supporting us um, through it all, and we So they think you were a little them. crazy, though? A Sometimes. little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They said, y'all, y'all are a little crazy. <laughs> In oh, yeah. such a good way. <laughs> All right. You guys are still editing. You guys are still cleaning houses and babysitting. You should have two or three cleans in a day, then babysit at night. And I won't see her all day. So I said, I'll either be bored. I'll miss her. So I might as well work. And we're just working at the same time. And all of a sudden, we just noticed our spreadsheet, uh, Baby Step 2, just kept on dropping lower and lower and lower. And we said, oh, my goodness, we're out of debt. And we actually have money because yeah. we're not giving it to people anymore. Boom. Just like that. You guys are, you guys are fun. Well done. I'm so proud of you. Thank what you. Neat, Thank you neat so young much. couple. Your future's so bright. It's unbelievable. Fabulously done. We've got the uh, Live and Give box to give you. That's the Baby Steps Millionaire's book. You're going to be there in yeah, 20 minutes. You'll be millionaires before you're 30 the way you're going. This is crazy. And uh, Total Money Makeover book as well to give to somebody that's inspired by you, and you are inspiring. And the total and the uh, Financial Peace University membership as well. So very well done, you guys. Wow. Power couple, baby. I'm impressed. Mic drop. Emmaus and Hannah, 23 years old, Charlotte, North Carolina, 94,000 paid off in 18 months, making 97 to 200. What's their secret? Work all the time. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free <laughs> scream. Three, two, one. We're debt free. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, love it. Boom. I wish I could just bottle their energy and sell it. That's impressive. Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z Red Bull. Right That's all you need right there. We're going to call Talk it. Talk to Emmaus and Hannah. We're, we're going to call it. I may have just given them their next yeah. business idea. And here, here's the thing. Somebody's going to watch this and say, well, I don't really want to work. Then. Well, then don't bitch about not having the results. Yeah, if you want those if kind of results. If you want the results, you'd put in the time. If you want to win the Super Bowl, you got to practice. You got to play hard every down, even between the plays. You got to be working. Mm. I mean, it's it's you, you know you don't you don't achieve excellence without getting it. I mean, they got it. Get up, leave the cave, kill something, and drag it home, man. That's that powerful. was the key. Very powerful. Nothing stopping them. Yeah, unless you're willing to do what they do, don't whine about what they did and what they got. They got out of debt in a short order. As soon as they got married, boom, just like that. This is the Ramsey Show. Our 
our scripture of the day, Isaiah 45, 2. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. Henry Ford said, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. Spoken like a car guy. <laughs> but it's actually true. <laughs> I just kept thinking they had it planes back then. That's impressive. Oh, they didn't. They did. They did by the time he died. Though. Yeah. All right. Sean is with us in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Sean. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and George. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, so I, uh, my wife and I are looking into uh, kind of upgrading in home. Uh, we currently live in 1,500 square feet, and we have three kids, seven, five, and six months. And um, with school choice, looking at the location that we would be moving to, our expenses would be staying the same, but we'd be moving from 1,500 square feet to 4,500 square feet. Um, the, the question I have is though, um, I, and I guess the kind of concern I have is we, yes, we'd be taking on more debt, um, for a mortgage. Um, but again, with the school choice, it would allow it to be the same, uh, expenses. So you I mean not paying know, private school? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So we'd be still sending them to private school. Um, but we wouldn't have to pay that expense because of the school choice. You mean the school has a, has an, has a a voucher program. Correct. Yes. Okay. So you're moving into an area that has a voucher program. You could use that towards your private. It would save you that tuition. Okay. Um, but your house payment is going to be how much? Uh, the house payment, for, we're going to do a 15-year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be 2500 a month. And what's your take-home pay? The take-home uh, pay monthly is 9300 a month after tax. All of, you know, that's net. 401k coming out before that? Yes, okay. correct. I, I would do this. It fits every guideline okay. we talk about. Yeah, yeah. Is this the, I guess the only thing I um, kind of had like a little hesitation about is like, if, I guess if it ever, uh, you know, wasn't like that, if they didn't have that policy in place, you know. Um, so you're moving to a like different county and the county that you're moving to has a voucher program. How long have they had Correct. the voucher yes. program? Uh, for over 10 years. Okay. Uh, do you have anything in the political winds that makes you think it's going to go away? I don't think that state. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> I, I, well, you, I mean, you, you can't know, tell right? about anything for sure. I'm not saying, but, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. if, if there's something in the front cover of the newspaper right now, then yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but Correct. if yeah. they've gotten a voucher, as controversial as vouchers have been, uh, if they've gotten it in place and have stuck with it 10 years, they sound like people that are going to stick with it to me. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's benefited them greatly. Yeah. It's probably uh, good. It's probably whole. done what it's supposed to do, which is actually benefit everyone involved. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. Yeah. Cause it, it, well, anyway, moving along from the politics, but the, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, financially I would do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think I like it. Yeah. If the, Hey, you okay. know what? If the voucher system goes away in four years, you can move. Yeah. No, well, this is a house. It's not a permanent. It's not permanent. Yeah. 
Yeah. One kind of security thing that I had, like, if it, if it did go away, there's good schools within that county mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that we could fall back onto if we absolutely had to. Yeah. So I just, you know, was... I'm well, and the other thing that's going to happen like, is during, let's say it's five years from now, six years from now, your your income will be up. True. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're not dealing with static income. What's your new mortgage going to be? Mm-hmm. $2,500. What's the loan oh, amount? Yeah. Uh, the loan amount will be right about 300000 Okay. Oh, wow. We might bring it down a little bit more. We have um, a, a little more than 100000 saved to put down on it. Um, I have over 130,000 equity in the, the house that we currently live in now. Um, okay. So you're chunking 230 into it already. You know, the other thing you, you look up, I mean, inside of 10 years, you may have it paid for, but you're not going to need it. But for 10 years more, well, you got the little one, mm-hmm. but the, the, I mean, yeah, you've not, the school's not forever, but it, it's, um, that's what I, I kept you know, thinking. If you, the got 10, if you get 10 good years out of this, you've knocked most of the issue out. And between your income coming up, paying off the mortgage or getting close, you got all kinds of options. If the thing breaks down out there, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years from now, and that would be only dealing with the baby then. Yeah, and we've seen the average it takes for folks following the baby steps to pay off their mortgage is seven years. Mm-hmm. If they do the 15, so you're going to be right there, man. It would not surprise me that you were not debt-free in seven to ten years, house and everything, which, again, changes the whole equation if the school thing turns upside down on you. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Misty is in Los Angeles. Hi, Misty. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, guys. How are you? Good afternoon. Afternoon. How can we help? Um, I just started listening to you guys a couple months ago, um, downloaded your app, getting ready to launch it. I am in quite a bit of debt. I do have a savings and I wanted to get your advice on, shall I dip into the savings, pay off my debt? Kind of like what you guys state with your baby steps. Um, sure. Sounds fun to me. How much debt have you got? Um, I got about a hundred and ten thousand dollars worth of debt. And how much in this savings? I have about two hundred and sixty-five thousand. Okay. So, what would be wrong with writing a check tonight and being debt-free? <laughs> the only hesitation I have. You'd only is... have a hundred and sixty thousand dollars, Misty. I think I'm gonna cry. Wipe your tears with hundred-dollar bills. <laughs> You know, my thing is, is that years ago I paid off debt before, and I just re re rent, you know, got it going. Ah, so I'm trying to fix my core because that's a good. As, that's a good reason. I like that reason. Okay. As silly as it sounds, I mean, I'm smart. I, I mean, How old I are I'm you? Getting, but I'm 46 years old. I okay. also own a house, but I don't consider that. Is it paid uh, for? You know, debt. My house is not paid for, and it's kind of funny in a sense. I have two two homes. So I have one home I own in Arizona that I'm paying a mortgage on, mm-hmm. and my job is in California, so I do rent. Oh, um, okay. okay. Yeah, so, so it's more like a retirement home I've been mm-hmm. paying off, but mm-hmm. it's in a pretty good shape. It's worth How long would it take you of being on a budget on the Every Dollar Budget app that George shows you how to do it? How long would it take you to feel confident that Misty's not going to ever go back into debt? <laughs> how long would it take? I mean, how many how many months of doing a budget consecutively where you had power over money instead of it having power over you? How long would it take for you to build confidence in Misty? 
you know, I, I don't think very long. I don't and, either. You know, you guys got, yeah, you got me analyzing. I started seeing where my money was going. Mm-hmm. Um, I started making some serious changes just in this last month after listening to you. Um, like you said, every dollar, you know. Um, I think problem, you're, I think, I've been doing this 30 years. I think you're okay. I love that you are concerned about not changing your behavior and going back into the hole. That is a very wise lady that says that the fact that you said that out loud probably means you're okay because you're attacking this, you're addressing it. The subject is now kind of, um, it's actually interesting to you for the first time. I'm going to make this stinking money behave. So it doesn't all get away from me. I don't like this feeling of chaos and being out of control. I want to be intentional. That's kind of risen up in your throat. Hasn't it? It, it has, it yeah. has, but you know, my question, you know, right now I take home about 11,500 a month, mm-hmm. sometimes 12,000, but my bills are 95. Yeah. But you're debt free because we just paid it all off. That'll free up some payments, which is only going to help your budget. And like you said, a budget is just paying attention to your money. And so go sign up for our free webinar we have going on, everydollar.com slash budgeting. There's one coming up. Over an hour, we're going to walk you through how to use it. You said you downloaded it, haven't launched it yet. We're going to give you three months pre-premium, too, to yes. get you started on it. Because I think at three months, Misty's going to really feel good about Misty. It takes 90 days to dial it If you don't write the the first in. month, write it the second month. If you don't write the second month, for sure, write it the third month and be debt-free. I think, I think you got this, kiddo. Uh, hang on. We'll help you and get you signed up. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.